George Bernard Shaw was born in 1856. He is regarded as an Irish comic dramatist, a literary critic, a socialist propagandist, and he won the Nobel Prize in 1925. He, even though he is Irish, his claim to fame has he has achieved in London. So. even though he lived during the irish literary renaissance period he is not associated with the renaissance his success his later writing career and his life was all concentrated in the city of london so he was more or less a british dramatist even though he hails from ireland he is regarded as one of the most prominent english dramatist since shakespeare this is more due to the success of the many plays that he has written over his long career he was influenced by henry kibson he started writing novels then he switched to uh, plays there are many prominence to his uh, life he was a socialist propagandist which means that he was a pamphleteer he was somebody who wrote pamphlets uh, he was a public speaker and he was a controversial figure he tried to be uh, in the center of attention by his controversial views on a number of topics about vaccination about politics about women there are a number of issues that he has talked about or written about and exposed through his place and until recently he was the only person in the entire world who has got the the two most important achievements for a literary person he has won the nobel prize and he has won the oscar award he has won the oscar award for writing the screenplay for one of his plays pigmalion but recently bob dylan the american singer also won nobel prize as well as oscar award well until then it was only george bernard shaw for a long century and his plays are mostly comic and dramatic and he has achieved fame as a playwright after his failure as a novelist in the 1880s he became a orator he founded uh, a socialist group among middle class people uh, in 1884 called the fabian society and it aimed at the transformation of english society but not through revolution but through slowly entering the country's intellectual and political life with socialist ideas he was completely involved with all the activities uh, of the 
society and he was the editor of uh, fabian essays in socialism one of the early classics of british socialism he was uh, very good in journalism before he started writing plays and then he went on to write very many important plays of the 20th century and some of his most famous plays are mrs warren's profession arms and the man candida caesar and cleopatra the devil's disciple man and superman the doctor's dilemma major barbara pigmalion saint joan and the apple cart these are all full length plays and he has written as uh, many other adaptations as well as short plays and the play he by which he got the oscar award uh, pigmalion was uh, in uh hollywood my fair lady you might have heard the name my fair lady so uh, this is the general biography of the author he was a very political uh, person he was a very controversial figure and he had very many ideas about uh, society how to go about it he was famous for his witticisms and satirical uh place as well as satirical speeches he has written controversial statements about all kinds of things around him he tried to be the center of attention always by his oratorial skills as well as with his place but apart from that he was famous to introduce a new kind of realism into english language drama and he used his plays as vehicles to disseminate to spread the ideas of religion politics and society his reputation as a dramatist extended beyond his death at 1950 when he was aged 94 so this is a general uh, biography of the author george bernard shaw the play that we are going to look at uh, is titled the apple cart it is not one of his famous plays but it is a relevant play and the subtitle of the play is a political extravaganza this is a play which was written in 1928 this play is a satirical comedy about a king in england who tries to negotiate and manipulate the prime minister in order to seek uh, his power over them but again it is not a, a very serious play although many uh, ideas about democracy and politics are exposited through this play the main characters are the english king magnus and the prime minister proteus 
ജോ പ്രോട്ടിയസ് ആൻഡ് ഹിസ് ക്യാബിനറ്റ് സോ ദ പ്രൈം മിനിസ്റ്റർ പ്രോട്ടിയസ് ആൻഡ് ഹിസ് ക്യാബിനറ്റ്സ് വോണ്ട്സ് ടു സ്ട്രിപ് ദ മൊണാർക്കി ഓഫ് ഇറ്റ്സ് റിമെയിനിങ് പൊളിറ്റിക്കൽ ഇൻഫ്ലുവൻസ് ദിസ് ഈസ് നോട്ട് എ പീരിയഡ് പ്ലേ ദിസ് ഈസ് ഹാപ്പനിങ് in the in fact it can be seen as a futuristic comedy that shows the inner conflict that george bernard shaw himself had of radical politics and his mistrust for the common man's ability to govern himself so democracy is basically people governing themselves but can a common man govern himself is one of the questions that he tries to ask through this play so here the prime minister who represents the democratic politics is opposed and won over by uh, the king magnus who represents monarchy so in the 20th century it sounds very odd that democracy is overtaken by monarchy so is short trying to say that monarchy is better than democracy we have to see the play to understand what show is exactly trying to tell us as i mentioned earlier the play presents a controversial idea here a monarch is shown superior to the democratic democratically elected leader so let us look at the play and see what show is trying to present here so when the play begins the two private secretaries of the king magnus that is the name of the king sempronius and pamphilius are discussing things they generally introduce the setup of the play this is followed by a long interview between king magnus and the leader of trades mr boanerges the this soon develops into a full stormy meeting by the king the prime minister and the cabinet in which the prime minister gives king magnus an ultimatum a warning that the king should be a puppet that he has no real powers he cannot hold a meeting he cannot hold a press meeting he cannot meet the press he will simply be a figure head without any real powers and the king is warned by the prime minister shown that he has no role in the politics of the kingdom and he will not even get a veto power a power to object and if the king doesn't allow this the entire cabinet including the prime minister will resign 
and the country will be in disarray. This is the warning or the ultimatum that the Prime Minister offers the king that he should simply be a puppet without any real powers. In between the play, we see a long interview between King and his mistress or Nitya or Intia, how a ruler should be, how a ruler should not be, and we see in the second half we see Kyun Jemima who wishes to rejoin the Commonwealth. Another meeting happens, this time also very stormy, lot of discussions and the king answers to the ultimate that the Prime Minister offered earlier. He gives an ultimatum to the Prime Minister that he is abdicating from the kingship and he is going to start a political party and he is going to take part in the election that he can win and form a cabinet under his prime ministership. So the king is saying that I will also become a democrat. I will uh, abdicate my throne. I will form a political party. I will take part in the politics. I will take part in the elections and I will become the prime minister and I will form a cabinet under the uh, democratically elected government. So when the uh, prime minister hears this, he is uh, unable to reply properly. And the king is so forceful that Joseph Proteus, our prime minister, withdraws the ultimatum. The play ends without any particular result except that a resolution had happened between the king and the cabinet. We see that the king uh, takes his time and springs a surprise on the uh, prime minister who is unable to reply back to what the king has given them. So while the prime minister gives an ultimatum, the king replies with another ultimatum and we can see that the king is threatening the prime minister with democracy. The king says that he himself will take part in democracy. At the end, Joseph Proteus withdraws, the prime minister withdraws the ultimatum and there is a, a resolution between the king and the cabinet. So, what is the title apple cart? Apple cart is a cart filled with apples driven by a cart driver. So we know that the cart will not pull itself. Every government needs a strong leader, a strong person who can lead the cart. There is a fight between king and the prime minister here. It is to decide who will drive the apple cart. Here apple cart means the government 
who will drive the apple cart who will drive the government it cannot be both the king and the prime minister it can only be one person the king magnus is a very wise person he is a very clever and cunning person he is better than joseph proteus the prime minister at some point the king and the prime minister comes head on the prime minister asks during the play if two men ride the same horse one must ride behind so which man must ride behind the king behind the prime minister or the prime minister behind the king here we can see that this is a question of strength in leadership and here we can see that how shaw looks at government as such you can see the apples represents the politician and the prime minister drives the apple cart for his own benefit or his own interest and for his own profit they are not interested in the welfare of the people they are only interested in themselves so in a democratically elected government it is simply a cart which is used by the prime minister in benefits of his own interest so we can see that how this play can be very topical even though it is set in the future and was written in 1920s you can see that it is very topical because it also deals with a pestering problem in democratically elected governments we can say that people have chosen their government but the elected government may not always rule the way people want it so show has inherent dismissal against common people's ability to govern themselves he was not a fan of monarchy we might feel that because at the end of the play it is the king who wins it is not the democratically elected government who wins the prime minister fails and the king wins the ultimatum so we might think that show is supporting monarchy but this is not so show is trying to point out the problems of both monarchy as well as democracy when play was writing when the play was being written in 1929 we can see that democracy was becoming popular all over the world it was prominent all over the world monarchy was in the decline so it seemed very controversial to write a play supporting monarchy at this point but the reality is that here show is trying to tell us that democracy is also not perfect there are pitfalls in democracy the government is like an apple cart led by a driver and his interest is profit and his interest is his own self interest rather than the good of the public so here we can see that this is what he is trying to show we have a set of characters in the play 
starting with king magnus he is a very wise person and we can see his wisdom through many of his monologues in the play as well as his ability to trump the king uh, the prime minister proteus through his uh, clever idea he is full of tactics and he is can be seen as a protagonist of the play the king always has the upper hand he has good experience of politics and he has lot of foresight he refuses to be a puppet the prime minister wants the king to be a puppet but the king refuses to be that and he becomes somebody who can control his settings and surroundings the prime minister tries to outwit the king but he himself is outwitted by the king he has affairs with women like orinthia but even there he has the upper hand he has a strong devotion to the married queen he loves his nation and eventually wins victory over the crisis the second most important character in the play is the prime minister joseph proteus and we can see that he is a very aggressive personality and he is not very clever he has a bunch of ministers who are also very corrupt like him and they also take part in all kinds of moral activities like bullying and kicking and swearing and vulgar activities and the minister we see is not a very strong person who can control the apple cart he is not in command he cannot he is ambitious for power but he has not the strength to control his government he is conscious of the king's tactics he tries to overcome the king but in fact he is unable to bring the situation to his favor he gives an ultimatum to the king but the king outwits proteus he has overconfidence but he is defeated by the king we can see that by the end of the play proteus has been completely defeated his ultimatum has failed and he is revealed to be a fool who has no strength no power and no control of his government and he cannot even outwit king magnus and he he becomes defeated in his own game he tried to overpower the government through democracy and through the subterfuge of democracy the king outwits him so we see that he is unable to hold his fort even within democracy the king plays a game of the pitfalls of democracy and our proteus simply falls into it and is defeated the ultimatum contains three conditions that the king should not make any public speeches the king cannot have any more veto power 
that is the power to reject any bill that is not favorable the king also should not try to run the press or give any articles to the press so essentially the cabinet including the prime minister wants the king to be a finger puppet a very uh, a cipher somebody who has no real power only a figure head and when the king sees that the cabinet is very insistent that they will resign if they uh, the apple cart will be destroyed the king is slightly disturbed but the king has only two options either resign as a king or as in he has to abdicate his throne or agree to the ultimatum and become a puppet in the hands of the prime minister but he says i need time till 5 o'clock to consider his decision so until then the prime minister and the cabinet does not know what the king is going to do so they were expecting the king to either abdicate his throne or become a finger become a puppet in the hands of the prime minister so the prime minister and the cabinet were expecting that the king would choose either of these options that the king would choose a third option not in the list was beyond them this shows the clever and cunningness of the king he chooses a third option that he himself will resign and he will become a he start a political party and contest the elections along with proteus and win the election and becomes a prime minister so here we know that the king is beating the prime minister at his own game the prime minister is refusing to uh, concede this because he has a fear that he may not be reelected against the king if both goes to elections both contesting for votes the prime minister because he is not a very strong person because he is not sure of his victory he feels that he might fail in democratic politics if king is participating in the elections so we shows that he himself has no control or any real power over his cabinet or over the electorate you can see that at the very beginning of the play there is a humorous and ironic conversation between the two private secretaries of the king sempronius and pamphilius and here we see that a king must have people and kingdom for rule a man must have people and place around him for his reason and survival a man we say that man is not an island he cannot stay by himself he needs people around him the king needs people even a democratically elected government needs people to rule over and that shows the many pitfalls of democracy and loopholes of democracy that bernard shaw wants to present to us we cannot simply say that 
here bernard shaw is trying to say that monarchy is better than democracy he is not saying that he is trying to show the weakness of democracy through this play 